A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. To the following on podcast from Talk Sport, I'm John Norman, and alongside me, Jared Kimber. England winning the fifth test match by 135 runs, squaring the series 2 all, and it's Australia who retain the Ashes. Plenty of reflection, reaction, and uh, a bit more alongside. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. So, Jerry Kimber, um, a bit like Headingley, I suppose. We haven't spoken for the last few hours, but I'm pretty sure you and all the listeners uh, back home will know exactly what I mean when, you know, there was a moment, just like at Headingley, uh, where we thought, oh, Ben Stokes might actually do this, you know. And with that in mind, if I can ask you, at what point was it that you thought, oh, no, this game could actually go to day five? Yeah, well, it was, it was a worry, wasn't it? You know my theory with these things. I've got no problem with the team taking it to that final day or, or extending their final innings as long as they get close. It's when they don't get close that annoys me. You know, either do your business or get out of the way and let the rest of us file. And that's what's most important is what sort of deadline you're on, what you need to do at the end of the day. These are the, I think journalists are the people that really matter in these situations and groundsmen. And to be fair, you know, people cleaning the ground, we're the ones who really matter, not you know, everyone else. It's true. I mean, I'm surprised that the day after the Old Trafford Test match in Australia retained the Ashes, you know, the back pages weren't filled with headlines complaining at how long England had waited to lose all 10 wickets. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, you know, I know privately, you know, the journalists all got together and discussed that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because there's no way they were ever going to win. I, I saw seven people on Twitter start to get nervous. No, that's, no way. Well, I mean, that's not enough people. That's not enough people for me. No, I mean, it was a bit like Old Trafford. We were, England were always an hour away yeah. and two wickets uh, further down the road than they should be before it ever got interesting or exciting, rather. But, you know, in much the same way that tennis matches. You know, like tennis matches, they're probably the only sport where people go on about the length of the matches and it is solely because you know you get paid the same whether you commentate on a three test six love six love six love match or a five set you know tie breaks all the way yeah i mean the the most nervous person would have had to have been ian both them 
who had worn his uh, most casual attire uh, for this. I think he was going fishing or something afterwards. And, uh, you know, the thought that he would have to dust off another pair of cargo shorts for tomorrow's action uh, would have filled him with absolute dread, I'm sure. But uh, Hang on, I've just realised, you're a freelancer. You were, Surely you were, you were pinning your hopes on Australia getting to stumps um, and then essentially the last wicket falling to the first ball of tomorrow. And then ka another podcast, another uh, match report. And... Uh, Hey presto, we're going to be eating uh, caviar tonight, darling. I'm only here for the cricket. That's all that matters to me is uh, good cricket. No, I, I hate po- pointless fourth inning chases. Um, I like a good swift hey, what, collapse. Or- what's, what's the worst thing about cricket? Very briefly, uh, the people. I think it's <laughs> I think it's um, meaningless runs. I actually said that the other day to you. You know. I've never hated Ricky Ponting more in my life than I did. And I've hated him in my life than I did back in 2006 when Australia scores only like 500 in first innings and then they bowled England out for like three. And then instead of enforcing the follow-on, they went down the pure, we're going to mentally disintegrate you times a million. Um, And this is just payback for 2005 Ashes. And then they just racked up another 250 runs, which just were completely irrelevant. Um, so yeah, meaningless runs. I'm not sure why I asked that question. What about a team celebrating moments <laughs> after a draw with their coach looking on with daggers? Um, it, it, it's hilarious, isn't it? I mean, not just that they've they've just lost the match and they are still parading around celebrating a draw. Well, when they lost the match, so, so the, the oval change rooms, for those who don't know, are very open. So you can kind of see everything. And, and also, they're, they're not very deep. So no one can hide in the background like other uh, change rooms. So essentially, the camera panned up to them. And it looked like they'd lost the series, the test, uh, you know, um, you know uh, every, their wallets. I don't know. They, they looked completely bereft. And then they had to go out there and, and use the champagne to celebrate again. Uh, yeah, Old Trafford, obviously, they were over the moon. I actually think that perhaps the... The emotional sort of intensity like dropped out of them after the Old Trafford celebration because they took it so seriously. But it was just hilarious watching them. And then they're out there with the champagne and they're popping corks in a muted... Can you pop a cork in a muted way? They were popping corks in a slightly muted fashion. And Justin Lang is looking down like, oh, God. He didn't even get out on the ground to celebrate with them. He just looked down and he did this very slow... As if to go, well, you've done well, but come on. I mean, and then they sort of walk slowly across the outfield, the big, the big oval outfield, to where the Cricket Australia tour group is. And they kind of, they got themselves up for the fans a little bit. But then they just sort of, you know, just, just sort of shuffled back across. It's, it's not, um, we're used to seeing celebrations at cricket. It's the Old Trafford celebration. Now that was a celebration. I mean, they're just about to have their uh, customary post-ashes drinks, the two teams together now. You can imagine half of them would be falling asleep. You know, they'll probably stick around for about half a beer and then off they go. This, everyone's knackered. Come on, let's, let's be honest. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of guys pretending they're drinking, but just on the first drink for the whole night, isn't there? Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's been an incredibly, you know, even for, even for the players who weren't playing in the, the World Cup, they were preparing for the Ashes. Everyone's really put in. I, I can't remember... It just feels like the longest summer. I mean, it's October, isn't it? I'm not even sure what month we're in at the moment. It is, it's the latest an oval test has ever started. And it just feels like this summer's been going on forever. And the cricket's been incredible. I mean, this was one of the poorer games we've been to, really. Um, so the cricket's been incredible almost the entire time. But, yeah, there was, I mean, I think Botham's outfit uh, really said it all. Everyone's ready for the next thing. Well, it, you know, England started their home summer in spring. 
and they end it eight days away from autumn. So that pretty much says it is. We will be back actually in a few days' time. We're going to do a proper review of the series as a whole. But for now, let's look back at this test match. Um, you know, we, we may mention this yesterday, but we'll always have uh, Nasser Hussain, Brisbane 2002, and of course, uh, Ricky Ponting at Edgbaston in 2005. Along the way, there have been other you know, horrendous decisions at the toss. Freddie Flintoff deciding to bat first in Melbourne 2006. I still cannot work that one out. Uh, outside of Ashes cricket, can you remember MS Dhoni deciding to, to bat first on a horrendous day? I think it was either here or Old Trafford and India were about five down at lunch on first day and that was pretty much it. But Tim Payne um, and his decision to, to bowl first on day one, will, will that be held up alongside the Ricky Pontings and Nasser Hussains of this world? I mean, it probably will. Um, and Tim Payne's comments just now will probably make it more so, where he goes, I'm not very good at reading pictures, which is an incredible thing to say. Or using DRS. And it was fitting, wasn't it, that he burnt a review today. His last act in Ashes cricket, probably, was wasting a review. Um, but realistically, I think that it'll be one of those things that I'll be annoyed at for years, because I think people go on and on about Payne bowling first. Realistically, Australia wouldn't take those catches, and they've been catching brilliantly all series. Um, I think they would have bowled England out for about 180, taking a small lead in. Um, and in fact, when they batted on day two, they got the best of the batting conditions. They actually kind of picked it perfectly, except that Siddle bowled poorly, um, and, they, and they, uh, they dropped catches. So, you know... It was actually Headingley in reverse, wasn't it? Because it was England on Headingley who had the pick of the conditions... And they stuffed it up as well. It's just that Matthew Wade couldn't do what Ben Stokes did. Yeah, and, and probably had a little bit further to go as well, didn't he? Um, you know, at least, at least Stokes was sort of there and thereabouts at times in that chase. There was no times in this chase where you felt like Australia was, was really that close. It was just that Wade played a wonderful innings. But yeah, I, I don't think it's quite up there with, don't, you know, is that NASA actually walking towards us right now? I don't think it's quite up Keep there. Keep your voice down. Yeah. Sorry, Nass. Um, I don't know why I said sorry gently I should have said that louder anyway um, it, you know I, th I think that there's essentially when, when it comes down to it, it it probably wasn't the ideal decision but if Australia had bowled the way that they had earlier in the series they could have bowled England out for I don't know I'm going to go, go with a random number 67 that's not random that's what England were bowled out for oh I see what you did there um, you know, I was listening to the Man of the Match Award. Shall we just take a little walk down towards the uh, outfield? Because we've been sitting underneath this stand for five days and I wouldn't mind actually getting a bit of fresh air. Uh, listening to the, um, the guy that does the post-match stuff and I was trying to work out who the Man of the Match would be. And uh, I was thinking, please, don't give it to Matthew Wade. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, it went to Joffrey Archer, of course. <laughs> you know, Matthew Wade is the most dislikable foe, a bit like David Warner, uh, if you're in the opposition. I think he's pretty dislikable if he's on your team. But this guy talked the talk yesterday and he walked, it to, walked the walk today. He actually went to the crease with his position in real doubt coming up and one of many batsmen who did so. And he will be in the Australia side at the, uh, at the start of, uh, their, of, the, of the summer. But he is... A, a slightly strange batsman to watch, isn't he? Because he's hit two massive scores, well, two centuries. In and, amount, in and amongst that, he's a bit Marcus North. He's just completely one thing or the other. 
Well, he made a 30. You know, where was that? It was that Old Trafford that I think was quite handy when um, Steve Smith, uh, you know, sort of carried them on on a very tr- tough pitch at the time. Um, but, yeah, someone just tweeted to me actually saying, you know, it's 200s in 10 tests, that's enough. And I thought, well, it's not if you make crackers for the rest of the time because all your runs count, not just the Yeah, but runs. this is in English conditions. You know, you imagine, just like Warner will be back in that Australia, he'll score runs again this summer. Wade's in that Australian side against uh, Pakistan, I think, New Zealand. He'll score runs there, won't he? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not having a go at that. What I'm saying, though, is it's still a... It's a you know, no one's saying it's a great batting performance by him to make 200s in this hash. No, but all of a sudden... And this is where, you know, if you listen to the show regularly, you'll be... You know, we have to eat our words a little bit. You put together a composite 11, and Joe Denley and Matthew Wade are in it. Yeah, but that doesn't say much about the batting of the series, though, does it? Um, look, I still think both of them have massive flaws. I... Um, I thought when, when Wade made, made his first 100, I thought Joe Root could have got him out at any stage and didn't. And weirdly enough, it was Joe Root again today who seemed to cause him all the problems. So that means he's got a pretty massive floor against offspin, I would suggest, if Joe Root... Which is isn't a problem in Australia. It's less of a problem. It's still a problem. You still have to face those kinds of bowlers. So, uh, look, I understand what you're saying, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure that Matthew Wade's... You know, I mean, he'd definitely get his next series. But, you know, in the long term, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. It looks like there's a lot of short-term fixes with guys like Denley and Wade, um, and Payne. Um, and, you know, and there's maybe bigger questions for, for, for this team, as, for both teams as well, you know. And Bairstow um, is certainly one for England. Um, and Mr. Stumping today, uh, you know. and Was a tough one. Well, it's a test stumping. They're almost always tough, aren't they? I mean, I, I can't, you know. I agree, I agree. But then he also produced a wonderful stumping as well, actually. Yeah, 50%. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions that come out of this. And, you know, I think Australia with the better team, but they might have the bigger soul searching now because they didn't actually go on to win this series. Whereas England might be like, do you know what? That they, they prepared more for this. They weren't as tired coming in, although they were probably as tired by the end. They weren't as tired coming in. Um, they, may, you know, they didn't lose um, a major player early on in the series. Um, and we've ended up 2-2 with them. And they were in front most of the time. Maybe we stole one test, but we weren't that far away at Lords. Um, and, and we played brilliantly at, at the Oval. You know, it, it, I, I can see how Australia might be looking back at this being uh, maybe have slightly more questions than England will. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland 
and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. It was a real flawed series, actually, in so many different ways. I think Tim Payne winning four tosses out of five as well. You know, last year, Joe Root won all five tosses. And it does make a difference, although you do have to make the right decision uh, when you win it. Uh, that spell today, Joffre Archer against Wade, that was, that was up there, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, there, there is something special about Joffre, not just the, the, the normal special stuff, but the fact that there's almost that sense of Devon Melkin about him, isn't there? That it's like, mm, when he's annoyed... Yeah. It, it does come out a little bit more, and obviously Wade had got under his skin at times in this. Ninety-five point six miles an hour. He, I checked; he'd bowled. He's bowled one hundred and fifty-four overs at that point in the last month, and it, England are going to win this Test match. It's a flat pitch, and a set batsman in Wade, and he can. And the ball actually went for four, and he could still hit those kind of speeds. And you know, he put in a lot during the World Cup. He was rested. Um, for the, the, the other two tests, uh, the, you know, the Ireland test and the first test, then gets to Lord and is overbold. Um, so, you know, he's, it, it's, it's been bizarre, but that's what's special about him, that he has that within him. He can crank it up in a way that I don't remember Akhtar and Tate being able to do, which is deep, deep into a spell. Yeah, yeah. You know, the fact that he's so quick at the end of a spell yeah, yeah, is... Uh, it says a lot for his action, really, as much as it, as much as anything. Um, but look, it was a beautiful moment um, uh, of, of cricket, wasn't it? Because they've clearly got some issues, and yet their teammates. There's some. There, it's like there's a deeper level of dislike because they know each other better. Um, a bit which, like me and you. It, I think so. Yeah, very much. Um, Jack Leach. He's averaging 26 now. He's played seven Test matches. He's famous for batting. But England have got a bowler there, haven't they? Yeah, look, I've th- I think he's bowled well at times. I still don't see how test test in, test out. He's going to be a frontline spinner when the pitch isn't spinning. I, I go on his first. I go on his first class record for that. He has such a brilliant record at Somerset, where I think he averages twenty or twenty-one, and he averages over thirty everywhere else. I just think if the conditions aren't in his favour, um, he will struggle uh, long term. But um, I I think that there's almost a Stuart McGill-like factor to him, where you can bring him in at any time. It's not bad. Not yeah. a bad comparison. It's a good... Won't be able to dye his hair. Oh, no, it's Colin Miller. Yeah. But, but he, the problem for Leach, I see, is if he has to play every test, because he's just there's certain surfaces where you watch him bowl and you're just like, he's not, he's not, good, he's not good enough on this surface. But when, when there's anything in his favour, and I thought he bowled really well today, again, when pitch was just starting to crack up a little bit, I think he's really good. My, my problem for him is what happens when there's nothing in his favour, which is where someone like Moen Ali, who's obviously not as consistent as Leach, won't keep the runs down. He has the ability to pull a ball out of his backpack you know, at any time. Out of his where? Out of his behind, out of his rear end. Um, it's funny because you guys in, in the UK, you don't, allow, you don't allow what I would call normal swearing. What we would call in Australia... Publishable swearing. So I went with, went with something else. But do you know what I mean? He doesn't have that ability. Um, but look, he's a good serviceable cricketer. Um, and if they don't find a frontline spinner, he might not be the worst. But I can't see him. Well, you said his test average is 26. If he has to play test in, test out, that's going to balloon. 
right? And, and if that's the case, and he's the best, and England believe he's the best spinner, and his batting's really good, and he's not a bad fielder either. If, if they think that's the case, they have to back him. Um, and if not, if they can find someone else and he can come in when the conditions are in his favour, I think he'd be a, a, a really good bowler and he could even keep that average under 30. I wonder, actually, what his economy rate, I don't have it to hand, but that's the role he will have to play in South Africa, isn't it? And, and New Zealand as well. So it'll be more about accuracy. And that is a way that... A prob- that was a problem for Moeen Ali. So I don't think the Spectra Valley is going to be there for too long. And then, of course, it's uh, two tests in Sri Lanka. Uh, Joe Roots um, looks like he could do with a breather. There was a couple of questions about his uh, captaincy, the future of... I can't see anyone else coming in. That was a very... You know, I've, I've been fielding questions on talk sport about the relevance of this test match you know the series is gone in terms of England can't win it but there was a lot riding on this test match Joe Root's captaincy will now not come under the same amount of scrutiny as if they'd lost 3-1 simply because he would have been seen as a captain who's lost both home and away in the ashes I suppose it's obviously a drawn series, and I don't say this to belittle England for coming up too all because I think they were the, the weaker side, so the fact that they drew was good. But if you lose, if you draw a series at home, it's kind of the same as losing. If you know, in that it's you know, home teams are so dominant in Test cricket and have been throughout the history of Test cricket, and there's there's nothing really changing in that um, from what I can see in the stats. So I'm not sure that the question should disappear, especially as you know, Australia weren't. 100% at their best in this test match. But, you you know, I think the other point that you made is, who else? Do you know what I mean? There's no obvious person to come in and, and, and do this. I, it's possible we might never see another fast bowler captain, for instance, because, um, I mean, injuries, resting and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm not sure we'll ever see that. And also teams are more tactical with their bowlers now than they've probably been almost throughout the history of Test Cricket. Um, and there's no one really from that team unless Rory... I mean, Rory Burns is still averaging, what, 30, 31? Um, although they could give it to Joe Denley. I feel like it's the only role he hasn't been given. Um, so, realistically, I, you know, there's no obvious choice there unless you, you thrust it to Stokes. And, you know, and Butler and Bairstow are still playing for their positions at the moment. It seems like Stokes has been given every other job. I just, you know, I'm not sure. So, yeah, I, I, I think that if, if they lose two of the three away series, even if, if they lose to New Zealand straight away, I think the talk will start straight again. And New Zealand should beat England at home, I think, having a look at the way that England played the moving ball in this series. And what about Australia then? You know, another failure for Warner, the seventh time Stuart Broad dismissed him today. That's, that's, it's, there's been a, it's been a series of incredible moments and, uh, and that narrative throughout, running throughout, is up there with Joffrey Archer's debut, Steve Smith's, you know, hundreds, not quite the amount of runs he scored, but his position's under scrutiny and uh, Marcus Harris as well. Um, problems are going to have to be addressed there for Australia in much the same way that problems in the middle order are going to have to be addressed for England. Yeah, well, Marcus Harris won't play the next test, I would assume. Um, I think Joe Burns will come back in. Uh, you know, David Warner is going to get a longer run, and I think that's fair. He's, you know, uh, been an incredible opening batsman. Um, and I think last three and a half years, he averages 45, and that includes this series. We, we know he's never been very good at England. He took that to a whole new level this time. But he's never been that good in England, and he's not particularly good away from home. Um, and, you know... If they were really looking to win more away from home, maybe he would play as much um, in the future. But I've, I've looked at the Sheffield Shield batsmen that are making runs. You know, the top run scorer in Sheffield Shield cricket last year was Marcus Harris. 
right? So there's a certain point where they're going to go back home and Warner's probably going to smash runs in Shield cricket and probably make runs against Pakistan at home, as you said before, um, and that problem's fixed. The Tim Payne thing's still interesting too, you know. He didn't... You know, they, they talk about the presidential voice. Jeez, he sounded uncaptain-like in that press conference at the end there. Um, and look, we know he's the accidental captain. And there's a part of everyone, I think, that kind of roots for him a little bit because it's like, hey, didn't he do well to come back? Um, but uh, again, Steve Smith's not eligible to captain for a while. Um, and maybe they go back, win it, win against Pakistan, and all is forgotten again. You know, it, it's a weird. Um, I, I had a message from my mate going, "There's no way Warner. You know, we 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 hate Warner. We hate Warner in Australia, and he's now failing. There's no way he'll play." And I was like, "But if he makes 100 that first game, we'll forget that we hate him, and we'll forget he was out of form in England." It's kind of how these things work, sadly. Hey, they booed Adam Gilchrist on debut for Australia, didn't they? So uh, it is funny how things can turn. Uh, Jared, we'll be back. We'll be back in, uh, well, we are in South London. We'll continue that theme. Uh, looking back as the, uh, the cleaning staff get underway. They're pleased that uh, they're not having to come back tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, but we will be back, as I say, on Wednesday. Looking back as a series as a whole. Uh, thanks for joining us on the following on podcast. Uh, subscribe and review us on Acast and iTunes. And thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.